Hi everybody, welcome to episode 3 of the 28 Summers podcast. I'm Jay Worthy and this is the podcast for anyone trying to inject some adventure, purpose and balance into their lives. If you find yourself yearning for a more adventurous life or stuck in the daily grind, rolling from one mundane day to the next, you are in the right place. 28 Summers is all about living life adventurously, seizing the moment and optimising your life. I'm back in the great outdoors for another everyday adventure, this time a simple one, just up early this morning to watch the sun rise. No planning needed other than to check the time that the sun will rise and then making a commitment to myself to set my alarm and wake up ready to watch that sun break over the skyline. This week I spent a day in the woods practicing shelter building, fine tuning my skills and away from distractions focused only on ways to thrive in the great outdoors. If you haven't tried making debris shelters or fire with friction, I highly recommend giving it a go. Such a great way to reconnect with nature. Now I've talked repeatedly in this series about grabbing hold of life and optimizing every single moment. We talked about the power of morning rituals and ideas for those first few adventurous steps, no matter how small. After you get control of your mornings, setting aside more purposeful and thoughtful time to think about your life, think about your ambitions and writing down your thoughts and feelings is a winning next step. The most impactful part of my personal story with journaling and life goals goes back to 2014. I was busy with work and frankly just not making enough time for my wife and for my kids. Work was always on and the boundaries were blurring significantly. Time for working out was sporadic, my nutrition was poor, alcohol consumption was higher than I would like, all in all, I just wasn't operating the way I wanted to. Nowhere close, to be honest. My loved ones would tell me I was doing great, but I knew deep down I should be doing a whole lot better. I've already mentioned I'm an avid reader, so I really began to look into how others have handled this life balance issue, and I found plenty to help me on this journey. What I found was fascinating and became a strong focus for me. I knew immediately I needed to get my life back in balance. So I focused on two key areas which really got my attention and I want to share those with you now in the hope that they'll help you on your own 28 summers path. First was the concept of crystallising my guiding principles, the things in my life that should guide my behaviour. Through the power of journaling I started to get those down so that I could really stay focused on what mattered to me. I realised that not having them written down and captured somewhere by not looking at them every single day, I was leaving myself wide open to drift off course. Secondly was something I like to call the circles exercise, but I'll share more on that later. So first let's talk principles. Throughout my life, I had definitely established a number of principles that resonated with me. A set of beliefs, if you will, that guided me, helped me make decisions and behave in a certain way. It wasn't really a formal process, but over time, and through an ongoing journey of self-assessment and discovery, I began to capture those in my journal. It took time, it wasn't easy, and at times it involved some really serious, candid, brutal even, inward looking. And that is sometimes very hard to do, but incredibly rewarding if you can make it through that process. The results were really powerful. I ended up with a set of beliefs about how I wanted to conduct myself, what mattered to me, where the boundaries were in my life, at times since these principles were laid down on paper, they have been essential in guiding me through some incredibly difficult times, helping me make decisions when it felt like the most impossible thing to do, but actually by looking at my principles, the answers were right there in front of me on paper. Staying true to my principles was a priority for me, and by making them a priority, I was able to not compromise myself. 
So how did I get to those principles? Well, it was a combination of reading, reflections of my own behavior, good and bad, disappointment at the actions of other people, and then people I'd encountered over the years that I admired and had tremendous respect for, witnessing their strong behaviors and making sure that I tried to replicate them. They all helped me cement what I stand for today, the things that really mean a lot to me and help guide my decisions. I captured those principles in my journal at the time and I've written them in the front of every journal ever since because it was a great way for me to stay focused on what mattered. Honestly, for many years, I probably would have laughed at the idea of journaling, thinking I was too busy to keep a journal or that it was a waste of time. But actually, it has been genuinely transformational for me. Now, you may prefer to keep a digital diary, which does make a lot of sense in this day and age, and it could therefore be with you at all times. It would certainly save you a lot of time rewriting those principles. But for me, there's actually a power in the process of rewriting those principles at the front of every new journal that I write in when the previous one is full. It's almost like reciting them reaffirms my commitment to them in my subconscious. Writing down your goals, your principles and beliefs is a visceral thing. It translates your deepest thoughts onto paper. Now let me be clear, it is not easy. Writing them down is, of course. But committing to them really isn't. Living them isn't. If you truly want to live a life in line with your principles, you're going to have to work hard. The easy path is the one where you live in the moment, deciding on the spot how you want to behave each day, carefree and just enjoying the ride. Sounds good, right? Well, yes and no. I understand why people enjoy that type of existence. Take health and fitness as an example. It certainly is easy to eat that extra piece of cake or skip that run or that workout when you live your life in the moment unguided by goals or life principles. But therein also lies the problem. Your daily decisions are driven by emotion in that moment rather than a steadfast commitment to achieve something, to get somewhere, whatever that may be. If you think about the journey from point A to point B and imagine two people, one is absolutely clear on why they need to get to point B. They know how they're gonna get there. They understand what obstacles they're gonna face and they have a sense of what it's gonna to take to get to point B. The second person has given the journey little to no thought and they're not entirely sure which direction they're gonna go. Worse still, they don't even really know why they're going to point B. Which one of those two would you bet on making it to point B? Look, I'm casting no judgment here. Whatever life you want to live, it's up to you. My point though, is that I think you're listening because you're looking for a more purposeful existence. You're looking to reconnect with what matters in life. Many people come to the end of their lives and they reflect back on the decisions they made. They reflect back on the things they didn't do, the opportunities they missed, and they think about the things they wish they'd done. My message to you is simple. Live a full life, be purposeful, find the things that set your heart on fire, and then be clear with yourself on what you wanna do with that passion. That's exactly what I have done over the last seven or eight years, and it has been an incredible experience for me. My thesis is simply that when the roadblocks come up, and they will, of course, come up, you will be far more resilient, more prepared and more determined to find a path past them if you are clear on what you stand for and why you're doing it. When you start to get your guiding principles down on paper, I do want to remind you of one thing, and that is that nobody is perfect. We tell ourselves, for example, to treat others as we wish to be treated ourselves, but sometimes we fail to do that. Sometimes we snap at people, or we say something cruel, or we show impatience or lack empathy. We all make mistakes. The key here is to reflect daily on the actions that you make and consider how proud you were of them. If there was a film crew following you around all day every day, 
would you want to watch that tape back and really review how you behaved? Without a doubt, I fail at mine in some way and on some level every single day. That's my truth and I'm not ashamed of it, nor should you be. Failure is absolutely critical to growth and perfection is not the goal, progress is. Don't beat yourself up. If it was easy, everybody would already be doing it. Writing your principles down, reflecting on them each morning and evening. Holding yourself to account is a true differentiator in life. So few people actually do it, that if you do it consistently and with purpose, the end result is a life lived with authenticity, kindness, balance, and genuine happiness. That is the essence of the 28 Summers philosophy. Now, once I got over the fear and the uncertainty of journaling, and I started to record my innermost thoughts, I actually discovered an incredible world of exploration and adventure, and I didn't even leave my favorite chair. I dared to dream, I committed those dreams to paper, and I actually committed to achieving those things. I look at them daily until I make them happen. I learned through trial and error that journals are an incredible way to commit to goals. They're incredible for considering your problems, tapping into your inner creativity and exploring your motivations. I'm certain that journaling can do for you what it did for me. Now, if you've been thinking of writing a journal, but you don't know where to start, or even listening to this podcast and for the first time thinking that it is something you could give a go, I strongly recommend that a great place to start is with a gratitude journal. It really removes the fear factor, and makes journaling kind of effortless. You just grab a notebook and every morning when you wake up, just write down one thing that you are truly grateful for. It could be something spontaneous in the moment, like how beautiful the morning is or the sunrise was, or how positive it was to receive a nice message from somebody, a customer or a friend. Or it could be something much more significant and deeply rooted, like the love of your partner or your health or the time you spend with your children. Whatever it is, it usually takes just a couple of minutes and it is a seriously low friction way to start. The added benefit is you will kick off your day with a mega positive mindset, sending a signal to your brain to stay positive and calm throughout the day and that has to be a great thing. After a few weeks of doing your gratitude journal, you may feel ready to spread your wings and begin to write more. And that can feel like a big step. That blank page staring back at you can get pretty intimidating. One of the things that helped me on my personal journey was to have a set of backup questions written in my notebook somewhere that would prompt me and kickstart a stream of thought in my mind. I considered questions like, what things have I never done but I would love to try? What has stopped me from doing those things before? What is something that scares me but I'm determined to try? What things do I love about this time of year? What things that are out of my control do I have to learn to let go of? What things do I want to change in my life? What things have I been thinking about a lot but I just haven't figured out yet? Why am I struggling to figure them out? How do I want to be remembered? What do I wish I would spend more time on? What's stopping me? What quality time did I spend with my children or my wife this week? You see, just tackling one question at a time is a great way to get your mind moving and start digging into how you're truly feeling and then get a sense of what's on your mind. Now at the top of this episode, I mentioned what I call the circles exercise. And it seems like a perfect time to dig into that and talk about the powerful light it can shine on your life in the way it did for me. Now I already mentioned that around seven years ago, I was on a rocket ship. My career trajectory was going at breakneck speed. I was super focused and intent on achieving my goals. 
but there was a big problem and it took my wife Georgina as always my balance my guide my rock to gently remind me that I was deprioritizing some of the most important things in my life cue even more soul searching which it seems like I've done a lot of over the last few years my career was important to me and to us as a family earning a good income meant that we could provide a stable and solid foundation for our kids and that was really important to us like all parents we didn't want them to want for anything we wanted them to have a stable platform to grow find their place in the world and my career definitely helped with that but if the job became too all-consuming then I was compromising the time with the very loved ones I wanted to provide for so how to find the balance that's where the circles exercise comes in now I can't remember where I discovered it and I wish I could to say thank you to the, the person who came up with the original idea. I certainly don't claim it as my own, but this simple exercise has become a really significant feature in my life and how I think about my life at many times. It's guided me ever since. And I highly recommend you try it out and here's how it works. First, I want you to think of four key areas in your life that are important to you. So for me, it was work and wealth, fitness and health, community and family and friends. Next up you need to draw four circles on the page that represent each of those. Make them all the same size and put them equal distance apart. That's the easy bit. Now comes the really difficult bit. Next you need to do two things. Number one, you need to increase or decrease the size of the circle based on how dominant the area is in your life. And I'm not just talking about the value you place on it, but more the amount of focus it gets in your day-to-day -day life. Then, the really tricky bit, you need to start showing how well connected these different parts of your life are by either overlapping the circles or moving them apart as appropriate. Now in my mind, I had an image of what my chart would look like. Community and family as these big drivers neatly intertwined with my fitness and my health and finally wealth and work as a less dominant driver to my day-to-day -day life. Beautiful, something to be proud of, except it wasn't and it didn't look a thing like my mind's image. As it turned out, shockingly to me, probably not to my family, when I sat down and really focused on what my life looked like at that moment, I came up with something much more concerning. I was shocked to my core. I was embarrassed, I was ashamed if I'm honest. I thought of myself as a massive family man and that came across in the size of the circle. But the problem wasn't the size, it was just in the wrong place. It was off to the side, decoupled from the rest of my life. No chances of the circles crossing at all. As I reflected on why that might be, I realised that I was keeping it separate deliberately to protect my family from all the stress of my work. But in fact, what I was doing was I was pushing them out and I needed to find a way to involve them more in my day-to-day -day life. Next up for focus was community and this one hurt. I hadn't even stopped to realise how inwardly focused my life had become. No time for volunteering, no time for pro bono work, no time to slow down in general and see who needed my help. What kind of example was this to my kids? Not a good one, that's for sure. The chart told an ugly story and I knew I had to hit refresh and get some balance. I immediately set about increasing my volunteering and actually became a trustee of a charity called Scotty's Little Soldiers, which is an incredible charity supporting bereaved children of armed forces personnel. The charity meant so much to me and I immediately saw benefits of becoming more involved. I felt like I was paying it forward giving something back to those who needed my help. And I had more things to talk about with my family, things that I was proud of and they could get energized by. I noticed how proud they were of me and the work that I was doing. 
and they became involved more in the charity as well and that felt incredibly special. For work I started leaving my phone in my bag or in my car until after dinner so I could really focus on the conversation with my family and not be distracted by my always-on email. I also made an effort to talk more about work to make sure my kids really understood what I did for a living and I realised that before that point they really didn't know what my job was. I started taking them into the office and introducing them to people that I worked with and that became a steady feature of my life from then on. Just six months later I redid the circles exercise and it was staggeringly different. I had really made a concerted effort to change things in my life that I was unhappy with and through the power of journaling I had made the right changes. And that is why journaling is so transformational. Something to keep in mind is that life can often pull you off course. With all these elements competing for your attention and your focus, sometimes the scales just go out of balance. And that is completely normal and okay. Don't panic. Just go through the exercise and recalibrate, ensuring that you're focusing your energy where you want to. Think of it as self-regulation, a lifestyle compass of sorts. A simple mechanic for ensuring you haven't veered off course, so wrapped up in the day-to-day -day that you couldn't see the huge U-turn you just made. And finally, keep in mind that the circles can be whatever you want them to be, the right pillars for your own personal journey. These just happened to be four that were right for me at that moment in time. As I said already, journaling and writing down my goals has genuinely transformed my life and it's helped me achieve some of the biggest goals that we as a family set out, and I'm absolutely convinced it can do the same for you. I use journaling daily to guide me, to keep me on track and ensure that I remain focused on the things that matter. My wife, my kids, living a life of purpose and adventure in line with my deepest held principles, living a life with no regrets, the 28 summers philosophy. I could never have imagined seven or eight years ago how life-changing that journey of self-awareness and discovery could have been. And I really believe that if you take on board some of the ideas in this podcast and start to get your innermost thoughts down on paper, you too could be really surprised by how much it can help you go on to have a much more purposeful and adventurous life. As always, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for your feedback, for sharing the podcast. It means so much to me that there are so many people out there who are really genuinely interested in living a more adventurous and purposeful life. I can't even begin to tell you how much it means to me, and I would love to hear more of your stories in return. So please, please connect with me on Instagram, at One Day Adventurer, and show me what adventures you're committed to having in the next year. I'm really excited to hear your stories. In the meantime, stay happy, stay healthy, and remember to live adventurously.